has the football. Short setup, looks over the middle, throws. Picked off by Buda. Baker's got it at the 35, goes down at the 31, and that's it. Buda seals it for Arizona and an 8-1 record. 5-0 on the road, and another convincing win away from State Farm Stadium. Yeah, Buda Baker putting the uh, defensive punctuation on a uh, nice Cardinals win yesterday. 8-1, and one, they sweep the San Francisco 49ers, and the man responsible for that highlight call and all the action on the Cardinals radio network. Dave Pash joins us right now on the 72-sold sports line. Dave, good morning. How are you? We Good, guys. We really – ultimately, we all know that Wolf is really responsible, right? I mean, it's really it's really Wolf's voice and uh, impact on, on those broadcasts. Oh, David! <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's very nice of you to deflect to your part. Yeah, it is. <laughs> very humble. Well done. Uh, I imagine the broadcast booth is a, is a pretty fun place to be on Wolf Sundays the these days. Oh, man, it's great. I mean, Wolf and I always have fun. Like we've said over the years, when things weren't going well and we get to November and the team wasn't good, Wolf and I would be like, you know, man, let's we're doing the NFL. We're doing NFL games. Let's just have fun. And, you know, I think we've, you know, for 18 years or whatever it's been for the two of us together, you know, tried to always do that. But, yeah, I mean, when they're winning and they're playing this well and they look this good, absolutely, it's a blast. All right. I was not ready to see that much quarterback from Colt McCoy. What did you think of his performance? I was incredibly impressed, and not just Colt, but the entire operation. Uh, this is why I said it a couple times on the air yesterday that Cliff needs to get some Coach of the Year love. Mm-hmm. Like it's no accident that you have two games. I know he wasn't there for one of them, but obviously he's still involved. Two games where you're down players, you're down coaches, and it doesn't look that way. It just looks like it's business as usual, and that's not normal. So when the operation is that successful and that detail-oriented and buttoned up, it, it starts with the head coach. And clearly, they were very comfortable and confident in Colt. You could tell how much he knows about the offense. Uh, he's, you know, the, the old coach on the field cliche, it's real with Colt. Uh, I, surprised, yes. Impressed, absolutely. It was uh, something that I, I just didn't see coming in terms of just how dominant they were and how nothing seemed to change despite everything yeah. going on and all the people that were that were missed. Yeah, it's a great point. Dave Pash, uh, play-by-play voice for the uh, Cardinals, ESPN broadcaster, uh, joins us here on the 72-sold sports line. Going back to, uh, along those lines, you know, the amount of injuries, the amount of player games missed, it's getting up there, yet that next man up philosophy, which really took flight in 2015 with that NFC Championship Cardinals team. We were talking about it earlier, Dave. You know, I think all teams believe in that until they start losing some games. But when you believe in that, start winning games, it gets stronger and stronger. Uh, I guess the, the the long way to this question is: Do you see similarities uh, between this year's team and that 2015 team? Here's where the similarities are, and I think this is what happens with every great team: is when you have a culture. Uh, which has clearly been established and in place, when you have accountability and leadership and chemistry, then those things are possible because there's a belief in that room that, okay, if this guy goes down, we trust the next guy. 
the reaction to Eno Benjamin when he gets the touchdown, uh, the way the reaction from Chase Edmonds and Kyler Murray as they're coming out of the locker room to Colt McCoy and James Conner, the two quote unquote backups. Um, I mean, people are rooting for each other. And yeah, you know, when things don't go well and you hit a little adversity, that's when that's really tested. And I think that that was tested a bit against Green Bay. There was some adversity there. You lose a game. They hadn't lost yet. And I, I just, the way that it was handled, again, from the top down, that's where I see similarities. All great teams. You know, not everybody always likes each other, but there is a respect. There is a culture. You know, B.A. had a culture here. And there was a swagger to B.A. I think this team has a swagger. I mean, Cliff with the edge that Cliff is coaching with. You know, I know he can't get a penalty and go on the field and, and get into the official space, and he even said that, but I, I didn't mind it that Man, much. me neither. I like it. I, and I think guys see that, and they know it's real with Cliff. They know it's not fake or forced. I mean, I, I had two Texas Tech games recently. It was interesting talking to some people there. You know, and I knew Cliff when he was there and when he was at A&M back to Houston, and, you know, I always knew he's a great guy and an incredibly intelligent coach, but the one thing that they talked about at Texas Tech was, you know, he, he had an edge. There's an intensity to Cliff, and I think it just took some time for it to come out because he's probably trying to get comfortable, doesn't want to overstep his bounds. Yeah. He always is a guy that's humble, and, you know, I think early in his NFL career, he just wanted to prove that he belonged, kind of do his thing and win, and then let those things happen. We saw week one against Tennessee, and we've seen it all year, and I think that's made a big difference with this team. I think you're right on the money about that, and I think it's a victory because he has reinvented himself. I said to Vinny, what's interesting to me is if he went back to college, would he be an air raid guy? Or or has he seen a better way, if you will? Uh, I think everything you say is is absolutely right on the money. Now, I, I'm also going to give credit, I can't believe I'm going to do this, to our producer, Jarrett, who pointed out <laughs> two years ago everyone was calling this team Pretty Boy Football. Yesterday, the physicality of that team and that defense, even when they were up two touchdowns late, blew my mind. Speak to that if you don't mind, Dave. Yeah, no question. Yeah, that, uh, that first game was a battle. This one was a drubbing in terms of just how overwhelming the Cardinals were in their physicality at the line of scrimmage. And even when the Niners got a couple big plays, you know, the Cardinals are forcing turnovers. Those things just don't happen. You got guys coming in, punching the ball out. There's, you know, big hits taking place. You lose Justin Pugh and somebody else steps in. And that's kind of how it's been all year. You know, Rodney Hudson, I mean, some of those fourth down quarterback sneaks, he's just mauling dudes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, that, again, that goes to the Cardinals have a culture. And part of that culture is you win by any means necessary. And you alter your game plan or your mentality for whatever is in front of you. And the fact that the Cardinals, with Kyler Murray, can go out there and be one of the most dynamic offenses in football and spread it around the field and throw it deep, and you got all these weapons, and you can run a reverse pass with Christian Kirk, or you can just line up and bash somebody in the face. And that, to me, again, I, I said this, guys, you know, a couple weeks ago after I'd seen, maybe it was last week, after I'd seen all the other one-loss teams, doesn't mean the Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl, but I, I, that's the best team I've seen. I've seen them all pretty much in person, including some of the games I've done for Westwood One. The Cardinals are the best team in the league right now. Yeah, Dave Pash, our guest, of course, Cardinals play-by-play, ESPN play-by-play. You mentioned it, Westwood One, but you've also got the Dave Pash podcast, which is in full swing now. How's that all going, and what do you got coming up on the podcast, Dave? 
I'm not sure. We we have a grand total of 38 reviews on Apple iTunes, so I'm not sure what that means. It's probably not good, but uh, no, it's been it's been fun. We have Vance Joseph coming on uh, this week, so uh, defensive coordinator Vance Joseph will be on. Can't wait to talk to him about not just this year, but you know, Vance as a guy and what he's you know been through from his playing career to his coaching career, and you know what could be on the horizon for him because I think he's going to have some. You know, some head coaching opportunities mm-hmm. again. No, I think you're right about that. Uh, all right, finally, I want to ask about this because it, the idea of having guys step into these situations, veteran guys, I believe that these veterans recognize there's a, a special opportunity to have a real special season. And and on some level, I, I, I want to give Steve Kime a lot of credit for bringing in exactly the kind of guys who might have filled in whatever soft spots Cliff Kingsbury had when it comes to just general archetypal kind of leadership in the NFL. What about that? What about the general mix of, of character traits inside the locker room and what's that, what that's doing to push this team forward? I've always felt, Dan and Vince, that you know Steve has always had a good feel for kind of the heartbeat of what works in a locker room and what, go, you, know, what you need in terms of player acquisition and player evaluation, that it goes beyond just a 40 time or, you know, what a guy has done in his career. Like they take that into account in a major way. You know, most GMs do, but, but I think Steve's always had a good feel for that. And, you know, the Cole McCoy signing, just the way Kyler listens and looks up to him, like that was a calculated move. You know, it wasn't just like, Hey, we need a backup. Okay. Let's, let's bring this guy in. Cause we think he fits the system. It's more than that. And James Connor, what, what we saw last year, you know, four down territory, you get down on the goal line, they can't get the ball in the end zone. So let's get a power back. But it's not just a power back. It's a guy that is a great guy who brings a lot of leadership in James Conner. So I think they have a great ability, and it starts with Steve, to kind of look beyond just the physical and the numbers. And, you know, you talk about home runs. Uh, I mean, James Conner, an absolute home yeah. run. Colt McCoy, absolute home mm-hmm. run. And you know, I think Michael, too, guys deserve some credit for being patient yep. and allowing you know, kind of the last two years to, to play out and not pulling the trigger. Uh, trusting, you know, if you've got a GM that you think is really good, let him do his thing. I mean, Steve's going to win executive of the year if this keeps up, and that will be his third. So uh, it's, uh, it, it's remarkable to see. Yep. Dave, thanks so much, as always, for the time and the insight. Really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, fellas. 